Uh, Good morning, everybody. Happy to have you along with us. The man accused of killing four members of the Afzal family, an alleged act of terrorism, is set to continue testifying in his own defense today. Nathaniel Veltman uh, took the stand, told the jury he went through a process of mental decline during the pandemic, which including spending what he called a very unhealthy amount of time on the Internet. Under questioning from his lawyer, he said he began displaying bizarre behavior, which included throwing out most of the food in his apartment, ripping his television from the wall mount, and throwing away his furniture. He uh, told the jury that his fundamentalist Christian upbringing was marked by isolation and abuse at the hands of his mother. He has uh, pleaded not guilty to four counts of first-degree murder and one count of attempted murder. Uh, to talk about this, we're joined by Nick Cake uh, from Cake Criminal Defense. Uh, Nick, I appreciate the time today. Good morning, Devin. hope today's treating you well, sir. It is. I hope it's treating you uh, just as well. Uh, when we talked last, you said it was a strong possibility uh, the accused here would take the stand. Still, are you surprised he's doing this? No, not at all. I mean, when we look at what the Crown led in evidence, They want to paint a picture of the man they want the jury to see. The the accused takes the stand in order to paint the picture of the person they believe they are. And so I think it's very important, given what um, Mr. Hicks had said in relation to where the defense would be going, uh, Mr. Veltman's evidence is a key piece of that puzzle. He blamed his mother. He talked about mental health. What do you make of what he said on day one? Well, I think he's painting himself as someone who may be easily influenced or possibly even easily radicalized, to use kind of a catchphrase there, Devin. I mean, he grew up in a home where he basically was instilled with with what some may consider to be radical Christian values. He then leaves his mother's home that was not filled with love, that was filled with discipline and and, and absent of, of love in, in Veltman's own words. And then he moves out on his own. He falls into a depression. He's talking about OCD and different uh, mental disorders that he may suffer from. And then the pandemic hits and he, as you had said, spent too much time online, an unhealthy amount of time online and ultimately starts doing these strange and bizarre things as his mental health declines. And and now he's added in the hallucinogens as well, which ultimately are, I'm assuming, what's going to come out is that they're now misshaping and misforming his brain. Is this a a defense, an argument you think that could be successful? Well, here's the thing about evidence, right? So... Just because the Crown leads evidence doesn't mean it's going to be believed. As Mr. Veltman and the defense team lead evidence, it doesn't mean it's going to be believed. The judge will instruct the jury to weigh the evidence, to take a global look at the evidence and look at all the evidence. Don't look at evidence in isolation, but look at all of it and weigh it on the terms of credibility and reliability. Credibility dealing with the sincerity of what was said, the truth, the consistency of what was said, what was said then versus what was said now, so forth and so on. Reliability deals with the accuracy. It's like a common sense approach. And so just because words come out of a witness's mouth 
doesn't mean that those words are going to be given the weight necessary to advance whatever cause they're trying to advance. So will it be successful? Devin, only time will tell because we don't know what more Mr. Veltman is going to say. And then we don't know what more any other defense witness is going to say. I think it's too early in, in Act 2 to see what's going to transpire perhaps in, in Act 3. But it's definitely getting interesting. The start to Act 2 is interesting. I'm, I'm curious about the a person having the clarity to understand what they what they're describing as their mental decline does that undermine the argument that it happened if you can be so clear-headed now about that well if you look at even the progression of Mr. Veltman within the police station the day of his arrest and it dates back now to those first week of trial or so where Uh, defense had said, you know, I want to watch the entire progression. You know, why are we watching Mr. Veltman walk through a hallway or sit in the cell for a number of hours? And it was the difference between that statement number one versus that statement number two. And there seemed to be, from what I understand, more clarity in that statement number two. And it shows perhaps the height of the decline and then and then the mental decline i, I suppose would be rising back up to to more of a uh, an appropriate quote unquote level and then you have to understand too devin that that mr Beltman spent some time in custody and certainly he's been examined by medical professionals the defense is going to rely as i understand it on a medical opinion on a psychiatric opinion that only comes through examination And through examination, and I've said before, through peeling back that onion, Mr. Veltman is going to become more self-aware. And so it could be a a case, Devin, wherein Veltman has realized his mental decline and is certainly in a more more better state of clarity on the stand than he was back when, when he was arrested. But he certainly has the ability to describe what he saw in himself then compared to what he sees in himself now. You touched upon something I was going to ask. We don't know all of what the, who the defense is going to call, but to do this, you would imagine there would have to be some sort of professional to to discuss this, if this is what he is sharing on the stand already on day one of his testimony. Oh, definitely, sir. If you're going to go down this road, then someone needs to hit the witness box who has a lot of letters behind their name. We will uh, follow with interest. Uh, Nick, as always, I appreciate your time and your perspective. Take care, sir. Enjoy your weekend. You as well. That is Nick Cake, uh, a lawyer at Cake Criminal Defense, also former prosecutor, so his uh, perspective in these matters is is valued and appreciated. We need to pause. Uh, when we return, we'll have more of uh, The Morning Show with Devin Peacock on 980 CFPL.